0: Man Universe. Hey guys, welcome back to the Batman Universe Podcast. As always, I am one of your co-hosts, Andy DeGenova, and joining me as always is my bat brother, my bat chum, my partner in crime, Mr. Jamie Magoo. Hello. Hello, Andy. Hello. Hello, sir. And we're back. We're back. We're back. For those of you listening who thought we died or gave up and said, to heck with this. We died. We did die. We did die. But it's Halloween season. (laughs) Fortunately, it's a good time to come back. So this month we came back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, just schedules. Uh, schedules got in the way, so we had to take a couple weeks off, so we apologize for that, but it is good to be back. We will be back this week. We'll be back next week, and then I leave town again, so, uh It know, was my fault for the most part for a lot goes. of them, but, you know. I wasn't going to place blame.
1: Yeah, but but now but now it's going to be your fault, it's so fair. that's why I feel okay about yeah. it, you know. So, you I'll, I was the bad guy. I know you'll be the bad guy for a little while, but We take turns. But, you know, I think we were talking about it, too, uh, this time of year, it, the last... Few weeks compiling have been fantastic because this will be like a really nice podcast to come back and like kind of fill. If you've been out of the loop on any of this stuff, we're going to kind of fill you in on a bunch. But you know, the week to week stuff was getting really, really sparse and slow. So we actually may go into a, I think a biweekly format until things pick up again. I mean, kind of depending on what you want to do, or maybe we'll just kind of mix it up. But if you if you guys don't hear from us every you know week. We may just be taking the week off because it's a slow news week. Right. Um, so, yeah, or just schedules otherwise. Because yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's I think between, probably going to happen anyways. Between
0: slow news and schedules, you know, it kind of works out in the wash yeah, anyway. We, yeah,
1: we we like to ramble on stuff, but there's only so much we can do when I, it's like I disagree. this. I disagree.
0: Think, I think we could ramble now until Judgment that's Day. That's true. We don't and know
1: if it's good it would or not, be, though.
0: I didn't say it was good, but we could do it. <laughs> Agreed. Okay. Yes. It is, uh, that's true. There's never a shortage of things to <laughs> ramble about. Maybe our strongest show sometimes. I, mean, I know. I,
1: arguably, but
0: who, I ca- d- I, who could ever tell? I did an episode about Holy Batcat. I uh, have an episode of Holy Batcast about Batman Day, uh-huh. and and going in, I was like, I this might be a ten minute episode. I don't know if we have anything to talk about. Totally. Hour and a half. Yeah. Just because you just start talking about Batman and things yeah. just
1: go. When you're just talking about Batman, it's just like that. It's just time just fades away. It does. You're just you're in the zone, you're in the zen. It's like
0: how it should be if you're like with a pretty girl on a blanket in a field looking up at the clouds. Time just melts away, and and before you know it, we've been in this
1: we've been picnicking this park for two weeks.
0: I don't know what, except except it's when we talk about Batman. Yeah, exactly. So. My one true love. As it should be. Yeah. So we uh, we are going to do a little bit of catching up. I'm sure that uh, those of you listening who are hardcore Batman fans know a lot of this news anyway, but Mm -hmm. we just think we want to do our part to make sure that we are up to date with all the big stuff, at least. You know, I'm sure there's some little things that fall by the wayside, but we actually got a good amount of of information about Batman v. Superman from New York Comic Con or around Mm -hmm. that time, which was... Very exciting! We're yeah, texting each other photos and things. Yes. Uh, so let's start with that. Yes, indeed. So uh,
1: as Andy had mentioned, New York City Comic Con they have to, as it being one of the biggest Comic Cons, uh, and they're out stepping there. up.
0: By the way, they're like, getting They big. really are. Like they're
1: getting real big.
0: The amount that like people are bringing to New York is starting to rival San Diego. So I agree. Good for them. I mm-hmm. say. Yeah. Totally. Well, I mean, I That's think it awesome. makes sense because. If you think about it, because it's not, it's not. I mean, it's great because we live in Southern California, right? But for people who don't live in Southern California to like spend that's the exactly money and saying. the time to go to San Diego, like that's rough. That's like that's, massive. So, so if you're on the East Coast, this is an awesome option.
1: Yeah, and if you live in Colorado, you're you just both. screwed. You
0: know, <laughs> Denver, Denver Comic Con doesn't bring
1: it? No, actually, they have been really stepping it up a lot as well. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's there's Denver Comic Con. There's Salt Lake City Comic Con, which is in I'll, closer proximity. I'll tell you in
0: Orlando. No. Well, no, wait. They do have a good one now. Megacon? Or Dragon Con? Ah, I forget. I think it's Megacon. Megacon? That they yeah, have maybe. in Orlando. I was going okay. to make fun of this one I went to in Orlando years ago because it was... The Fons was there, so that was good. Well, hey, I mean, if the Fons is there, it's happening. It's happening. But uh, (laughs) but now, yeah, but now even they have a really good one. So yeah, they're all kind of stepping up because I I think think because
1: of that, everybody wants these big cons, but they're becoming a really high ticket deal. Just travel, you know, because all all the prices and everything ramps up around that time, anyways. You know, like hotels, travel, etc. Um, so it's cool to see these smaller cons that actually, you know, probably embody a lot more of what the original Comic-Cons, right, you know, right. were and are probably a little more comic-centric, yeah. too, still.
0: I didn't hear stories about people camping out at New York Comic-Con, so point for them. Yeah, well, I wonder if there were, though. I wonder, I probably, uh, Well, because they didn't do, like, a panel, did they? I mean, there, there were panels. I know there was, like, a TV panel, but, like, they didn't do, like, a BVS panel. The I way thought they,
1: they did. See. Did they
0: not? Maybe? Not that I'm aware. But I was there. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe We're I mean, your credible news source for all if, things but We have no idea. If you're that at that New York Comic con, con and you were at a BBS panel, let us know. Because I, I don't believe there was a panel for BVS. There were a panel for some of the other things. I know there was like a Legends of Tomorrow panel. You're, you're probably like right. Yeah, because it's you
1: know sort of like... San Diego Comic Con. There wasn't really. There was a section within the Warner Brothers portion, like right, cinematic, right. the four Batman, exactly, v Superman, yeah. and the you know the DC uh, But anyways, what happened? We said all that. We said all all, all that to say this. Uh, there was a, a lot of different things that premiered at uh, New York City Comic Con. And one of the bigger ones uh, was some new concept art we're seeing of Batman, uh, Wonder Woman, and Superman. And uh, just really... Really phenomenal concept art. Right.
0: And this was uh, credited to DC All Access. They were the ones who got to release this. So I think that's great that that's really cool. they got an exclusive. Because totally. I feel like they don't usually get one, which is a shame. They get a lot of really great interviews with creators yeah, and they're stuff. They're on the inside. Totally. Give them, let them build some buzz for themselves. So I'm glad that they got these to drop because they spread like wildfire and they all had the little DC All Access in the corner. And totally. in this case, I don't mind it because they should get the credit. Absolutely. But you're right. This artwork is freaking phenomenal. I I love it so much. I love all of it. Yeah. Um, Batman looks amazing. Superman looks amazing. But I, I tell you, the one that, that blows me away the most is Wonder Woman. Totally. I 100% agree. I mean
1: the The Batman, I think,
0: is a little weird because
1: it's the likeness is. I mean, it it does look like a little bit of a departure from what we got. Uh, Conceptually, it's there, um, but yeah, the costume is accurate. But you're right, the the cowl and the face and Mm -hmm. the cowl is, is a little weird. It's a little exaggerated. But the Gal Gadot Wonder Woman, I mean, that's her, and she looks phenomenal. And you know, it's just the lighting and everything. It just has this like. Like, the one of her holding the lasso Mm. and looking over her shoulder, it's like, talk about, like, this godlike, you know, divinity, you know, like, this just, it's just really, really powerful, and, you know, hyper-realistic rendering of her and the costume, which is just totally on point, which, you know, arguably, you know, maybe this was the, you know, Batman is, okay, you know, people are going to like it, the Superman costume, there are some elements that are different about the costume, obviously, um, but overall like pretty,
0: pretty close, much the same yeah. pretty close to
1: the same but the wonder woman is is the big sell i think because people mm-hmm. really didn't know what they were going to get and so i think having it be the shining kind of the beacon and all this work is is really a, a good move and really awesome yeah. and i think it looks like there was a little bit more oomph put into these
0: for sure and, and even in one of the images she's got that cape again yep so totally. we, we saw that earlier in some of the leaked promotional art but mm. uh but here, you know, she's got that big blue cape, and I think that's so... For some reason, I just think that's great. I think it's such a great look. And the, the fact that now all three of them will have these huge, dramatic capes, so cool. Yeah, it's but so her cape, regal. her cape seems like it will be on for, like, a scene, and then like it's yeah. going to impede like she's her gonna, movement. Yeah, so. she's going
1: to walk up with the cape on and then, be like, throw it off, and it's going to yeah, be, like... Yeah, in slow motion. Th- yeah, <laughs> totally, like, throw down time. Like, Yeah, so it's... I agree, it's, uh... Yeah, it just all looks so cool and just is another, you know, build to the excitement of this movie coming.
0: Yeah, you know? beautiful. So the viral marketing for Batman v. Superman has begun. Indeed it has. Uh, just uh, under the six-month mark. So the LexCorp website goes up. So New York City Comic Con, Batman v Superman had their own LexCorp booth promoting their new LexCorp OS and giving out free USB chargers. They also provided free Wi-Fi for the whole venue. Uh, The official New York City Comic Con website's FAQ page had more information on LexCorp. Uh, The question was, is there Wi-Fi in the Javits? Yes, free Wi-Fi throughout the Javits Center will be provided by LexCorp Industries. That's awesome. (laughs) I know. I
1: love it that it just feels like this real company. Yeah, they're making
0: it as real as possible. LexCorp unites humanity through technology. We believe in technology as a means of communication, unification, and a source of inspiration. To access the Wi-Fi on site at the Javits Center, connect to the LexCorp network from a list of available networks. I won't, you know... Yeah. But beyond that, there's it's there's just... There's more yeah. verbiage about such things. Yes, indeed. Uh, but, you
1: know, they basically just said, um, you know, uh, that there was an ad also playing at the booth that basically said the line, uh, and I quote, protection you need and the freedom that you want, uh, ah. which is, I think, a very, um, very clever line. And and as we're seeing and moving on into kind of transitioning into the next story, that alongside of all of this um viral marketing that they're doing for Lex Corp and promotion of the movie, they uh you know have been interviewing Jesse Eisenberg and um they actually did uh an interview uh on now crap for in Fortune magazine with
0: Lex Lex Luthor.
1: Yes. Uh and you know, I kind of I didn't really write that much on it, and I'm kind of skipping ahead here, but uh, just kind of talking on the the hints and some of the little lines. Um, you know, you got to read the article if you have it because it's it's there's a lot of he talks about his father, yeah, and kind of there's just some little things like he said, oh, and then I kind of unexpectedly came into his life, uh-huh. and while he, you know, and he kind of says something to the effect of, well, you know, if anything, he was a good businessman, kind of implying that he was like a, you know just right. like kind of a kid. Along. like he was just yeah, yeah he, his dad was not really there um but they they really paint Lex Luthor kind of as we all suspected as this kind of for lack of a better phrase i guess this granola mogul where it's like he's a very down home you know regular guy you know he's got his but he's like it's like cool yeah. you know forward thinking he's got his vegan food truck on site and, you know, he's not about this power and he even kind of takes some stabs at, at how his company is not in competition with these, you know, millionaire play – billionaire playboys and that he doesn't kind of align with them mm-hmm. and that he's really all about, you know, his own thing. And, and, and one of the lines um, – was one of the final lines in the article that I put uh, is uh, – it says – but he it, – it, sorry – the, quote, the line, final couple paragraphs in the article is, but he downplays the corporate generosity le- side of LexCorp. And I quote, Handouts don't change the world. The true gift of LexCorp is our products. We are on the cusp of unveiling a technology that will change the wor- world forever. When pressed, the youthful mogul will only hit, hint, and I quote, It's about safety. This is a product that will protect you and everyone from threats you don't even know about yet. I don't want to scare anybody much. But there are lots of threats out there, and they are here today.
0: Ah, um, like
1: that's yeah, so
0: good. What a great
1: – and the whole article is very cleverly written. Yeah, so.
0: that's great. Yeah. And, uh, the, the thing is you read these lines in this article, and you can hear it in Jesse Eisenberg's voice. Yeah. At least I can. You know, yeah. It sounds very much within kind of that persona that he's got. Mm-hmm. Um, there are other things. There were mentions, of course, Wayne Enterprises. There were totally. mentions of Cord Industries. There were Okay, within, so that one I didn't get. Cord Industries, yeah. Ted Cord is the Blue Beetle. Oh, see, this is and, where my Blue Beetle knowledge yeah. falls short. And so, Ted Cord, uh, he has his own company, very similar to like a Wayne Enterprises. That's a, like a okay. technology company because Ted Cord, that's his thing, is he is, you know, he is an inventor. Of Blue Beetle, at least his version of Blue Beetle, is completely tech based. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and then later, like the, the current version is more alien based. Oh, but yeah. uh, so anyway, it's just a nice little nod to coordinate. I knew space. that had to be
1: something specific. Yeah, but I was. I didn't. I didn't Google it.
0: Some, you know, <laughs> uh, some people are hoping that is some sort of like confirmation wow. of the rumored movie. I, I, you know, at this point. It's just an Easter egg, but at least it exists in this world. Why not? Yeah, they
1: could have easily called it something else, but as we discussed, they're not really. Doesn't seem like they're really afraid to do any of that (laughs) at this point.
0: And uh, and uh, just a lot of uh, a lot of foreshadowing in this article of what LexCorp is working on and what is coming our way. So really interesting. Lex is also on Twitter. You can follow Lex Luther on Twitter. Yeah. So I'm following him. And then uh, what else was there? There was like a little sizzle or something, some sort of like little sizzle video for LexCorp. Oh, uh, I don't know if I caught that. I saw like the
1: kind of the on the the uh, website, you know, kind of the campaign and just some of the but you know, that's all just like really techie yeah. looking stuff. It didn't really. Um, but I didn't see it. But as always, Andy, with the phone handy, kind of <laughs> breaking it out. Let me
0: see if I'm right. I I'll feel really bad
1: if I'm not. It's cool. Well, while you're looking that up, um, in the there was an interview with
0: Vulture magazine uh, uh, that LexCorp Industries. Oh wait. So it's just a very, uh, it's a very like little slick advertisement for LexCorp and LexOS. Uh, I very, forgot I had seen that.
1: Very Apple-ish. Totally. Yes. That. I mean, obviously the OS thing, you know. Um, I. Uh, but I love it because it. It just shows. You know, they sat down and they said, "What would a mogul like this be like today?" Yeah, and they're they're doing it, you know, and that's totally. I mean, everyone is like, "Well, you know, this is this is your social network, you know, guy like this is," but he's on a more grandiose basis, you know, right? Um, so I love the OS idea. I love that that's like because. That is a perfect way to – if you want to get some tech out there Mm. that you want everyone to use. Right. Well, having an operating system that everybody uses on their phones and computers and everything that we're all so glued to and implementing some of that tech into your operating system is the perfect way to kind of – Right. – sort of forcefully get everyone on board with your agenda, which I think may be. Uh, So – uh, I I wonder if that
0: came through at all, but I don't know.
1: Like <laughs> I, I might the cut out the audio <laughs> okay. just because, it, yeah, it was really quiet. <laughs> but trust us, it's you can cool. find it. Check you, it out on. Go, the... You
0: can go to Lex's Twitter. You can search for it. You can find uh, it out there. Uh, you, you know, I'm not going to make you have to strain to listen to it here.
1: Yes, uh, yeah, check it out for yourself, and you'll see what we're talking about. Uh, but as I was saying, the the uh, interview with Vulture Magazine uh, with Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, he's not playing as Lex Luther, but just talking. About uh, Lex Luthor and what kind of a guy he is, uh, he was quoted to say there's there's this trove of stuff about this guy. A lot of it's repetitive, like he always winds up on the roof of his building f- giving some faux benevolent talk about who he's going to change the city. It's fun to make that campy, cartoony stuff and try and put it into a real person and try to recon- try to reconcile the two. Uh, and I guess he talked about how his Lex Luthor is obviously going to be very different from Gene Hackman's uh, classic portrayal and uh, the original Superman's. Uh, and he's noted that this movie is so different; it has a real psychologi- it has real psychological underpinnings, and this movie character feels like a real scary person. Uh, so it's kind of cool we're seeing right now. Obviously, the the uh, with the Fortune magazine, it's like you're seeing kind of this what would be projected. This right. this mogul, yeah. this guy, you know, this the public face. Yeah, the yeah. Steve Jobs, you know, the the these guys you know, this squeaky clean, you know, bright, sunny, tomorrowland future idealistic right, right. person, you know. Uh and then we're obviously gonna see the underbelly Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, with
0: no, like it's... with like a slightly ominous undertone. Uh-huh. You know, it's great. Uh-huh. Like even that video is 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 very like Building a better future tomorrow, but you can't help but feel like it's a little creepy. Uh huh. Uh huh. It's perfect. Well, I, anything like that, I think that
1: we have come to see when there's, it feels too squeaky clean. Yeah. Uh, and too polished. The, it's our nature to go. What's this really about? You know, like what? Right. What's underneath? What are you up to? Well, yeah. What's the filth underneath this shiny plastic surface? You yeah. know. <laughs>
0: So anyway, so it's just all yeah, yourself. fun stuff about Lex Luthor as the the viral marketing uh, com, starts to grow, which is exciting because this is you know a piece of the movie that a lot of people have questions about, but totally. definitely seems to be going down the route that a lot of us expected—a very 21st century Lex Luthor. Yes, absolutely. Uh, moving forward to Suicide Squad. Yes, sir. So Jared Leto was at New York Comic Con. He was. He didn't even come to San Diego, but he went to New York. Uh, But he went in disguise, and no one noticed. So he happened to be there right when Comic-Con was going on, so he walked the floor. He didn't go as Jared Leto, so he dressed up like a baboon. And so there's this great photo that's been making the rounds of a cosplayer who is cosplaying as Leto's version of the Joker with Jared Leto in Uh his baboon costume. Uh uh, Which is hysterical. (laughs) And again, just further shows how excited Leto is to be a part of this, yeah. which is so great.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and it's cool because, you know, I think just like with the Ben Affleck thing, there was that initial kind of backlash and sort of like, what is this? Is this, what is this version? And I think many people to most people have come around and said, we get it, it's its own thing. It's this new thing, you know, that they're going for. And, uh, you know, it's, I, I think that he's, Probably, I'm sure that there's a part of him that is going and seeing, you know, just kind of with the, the people that come to Comic-Cons. are, You know, it's not just the diehard fans anymore. Yeah. There's a lot of people. But at least you can kind of walk the floor and probably get a general consensus right, about what people are saying and thinking. And, you know, seeing somebody cosplaying as his version of the Joker, and I'm sure there were many,
0: Yeah, uh, is a good sign. Yeah, It's sure. a very good sign. I, I, that is a, I've noticed that as a trend with the DCEU. Mm-hmm. Is outrage... And then, I'm oh, looking forward to it. You know, <laughs> it happened with Ben Affleck. Uh-huh. It happened with Gal Gadot. Now it's happening with Leto's Joker. Yeah. And it's, it's we, people. You know, it just takes, just takes us a moment to get over that reaction and, like, think rationally for a minute. It's like you're, you're. Grand- I wasn't outraged by any of those, personally. But I'm just. For sure. You know. No, I, 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 was, I wasn't outraged, but I was definitely were, very, were, I was confused. Were, my, my car was keyed. Okay. With, with, with... That's a separate ha, conversation. Ha, we're ha, ha, ha,
1: ha, ha. <laughs> but I did it in a way that was tasteful, and I did it stylistically. where you did. You were really happy good. with it. Was it really good. I mean, end. it was
0: so good, I took a photo and I had it tattooed <laughs> on my back,
1: so... <laughs> so at least that worked out, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but agreed, I was definitely not... Uh, I didn't come out of this going, yeah, fantastic, you know, with either the Ben Affleck thing or <laughs> I didn't go, I didn't thrilling. shout, hashtag thrilling. Yeah, <laughs> you were already there, man. It took me a second to remember. <laughs> thrilling. <laughs> thrilling. <laughs> thrilling. I'm uh, But, you know, again, we, you know, it's like when grandma's made cookies for years and then she wants to throw w- walnuts in the mix. And you're like, and you're like, and you're, like, you're like, grandma, like, grandma, 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 ah,
0: grandma, damn it, why grandma. are you doing this? You fudging
1: with the recipe listen i grandma, like it i don't Gramps, come here for walnuts go to your room why does grandma have a room that she goes to in the house and you know specifically for her to go to her room you know and why are you talking to your grandmother that way i don't know but these things happen this is a sort of outrage that happens when you mess with the recipe so that being said <laughs> you try the cookies and they're fantastic and you apologize to grandma right. and she tells right. you you were an idiot all along so ex facto We've all come around, yeah. So, <laughs> many of us. Uh, I, I'm still. I'm not sure involved. there are plenty who aren't. Yeah, of course. The tattoos are still a sticking point, but I'm
0: alright. I it. tend to ignore them, so I don't, exactly. I, I, I don't even know.
1: It's all. It's all you do you. You know, like whatever works yeah. for you. You know, it's just nice to. I think the bottom line is, I don't,
0: don't wanna, let it ruin
1: it for you. I don't want to tell
0: you what to do, Jamie, with your life. But I'm going to for but just here a it comes. minute. Because Halloween is coming. <laughs> and you could pull off a Leto Joker quite well, I think. You know,
1: I've been looking for a Halloween costume that would be like pretty easy to you have you
0: have the right shape face, you've got the right hair, the little You Stop could do it. you could do Leto Stop Joker. Stop it. Stop it. So I'm just gonna plant that little bug in here. Oh my dear. Can I do it? Sans tattoos. Would that be too much
1: of a protest? Oh.
0: Yeah, I, no, I don't I'd let I'd allow it cuz I would totally do the
1: whole 9s. Leto Joker without yeah. the without or maybe I've I would do some tattoos just maybe not the damaged just not one. damaged.
0: I replace it with something else. Or replace it with thrilling. Thri- <laughs>
1: Leto here. I know it's going to
0: take some post
1: work, but I think Replace I have it something with
0: hashtag confirmed. <laughs> Everyone's like,
1: "What the heck is this?" I don't. I, th- I feel like every element of your costume is pretty on point, but there's one thing that seems a little odd. <laughs> what off. are you doing? Thrilling, confirmed. Uh, so, thank you, sir. But um, fantastic, Leto, <laughs> getting out there. Yeah, checking out. You know, the baboon costume. Always a always a good one. Always a good choice to throw off the fans, uh, as we know. Uh, Why do we know that? Don't know. But anyways, Uh, moving on to a little bit more Suicide Squad news. Uh, As has been discussed in the past a little bit, um, the actors who worked on Suicide Squad, uh, including Will Smith, never actually met Jared Leto. They met the Joker, and they worked with the Joker, and that's all that they saw. So Will Smith was uh, doing an interview on Beats 1 and said – uh, I think it's a radio interview. And he said, I've never actually met Jared Leto. We worked together for six months and we've never exchanged a word outside of action and cut. We've never said hello. We've never said good day. I've only ever spoken to him as Deadshot and him as the Joker. Oh, so it actually goes both ways. So they don't even yeah. know each other at yeah. all. Um, and he said, I literally have not met him yet. So the first time I will I see him will be, hey, Jared, what's up? Will, hey man, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Not a single word exchanged off camera. He was all in on the Joker. Yeah. So, you know,
0: just... Well, hopefully that'll give them something to talk about at the premiere. Yeah, like, so... They can finally meet. Who are you, them. exactly? Exactly. Like... About that musical collaboration that Andy wants so badly.
1: Yeah, exactly. Now we can finally get into this... Into the grit of uh, this. Let's so, work. Together. So
0: when I first, you know, this this news kind of went all over the place. For me, I was like, ah, okay, sounds about right. It's you know, the same. It's, so it sounds about right. But I actually like the detail. I didn't bother reading the details that it's not like Will Smith tried to go talk to him. No, when they he was like shooting weird. and he was all weird and jokery and no, they literally just shot their scenes together and. It never went outside of that. So that's yeah. kind of cool. It's kind of interesting. He you was feel- all in on the Joker. That definitely sounds consistent with everything that we have heard. Absolutely. Now,
1: do you feel that that could add an element of, you know, because there's, there's definitely the camaraderie that comes with, you know, I'm sure that we're see that we've talked about with the whole suicide squad yeah. hanging out together and yeah. being buddy-buddy offset. Now, the adverse to that and having somebody that is completely. You know, alien not not alienated, but alienated themselves, right? Definitely, uh, especially as a person uh, from the rest of the cast. Now, assuming they're probably adversaries in some way, right? Uh, what do you think that does to their performance? You know, like, do you think that? How do you think that affects their performance? I mean, do you think it's.
0: I think. I think realistically, at the end of the day, you're not going to see that big a difference because these are great actors, and so whether they're buddy buddy or not, off off screen they tend to be good enough actors that you see the adversarial relationship but i think that also as actors this makes it easier for them to get into that headspace when they're shooting so it's much easier to be scared of jared leto when you're acting if you have never had coffee with him in the morning Uh it's much easier to get you know it's, it's almost more efficient acting wise because of that. I agree. I think what ends up on screen is probably going to be the same regardless. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Actors are actors. That's what they do. Sure. But I think that it also, it adds to what, you know, to their process for,
1: yeah. for creating it. With the method side of it, I think it really affects. Me yeah. Because as being somebody who is, not myself, I'm not saying being somebody, I'm saying Leto, being somebody who is clearly method acting. Right. Uh. I feel like that could really hold a lot of weight, whereas since he's embodying this person so much, him going, I don't know this person at all, I don't trust this person at all, if that's the character, you know, which I'm assuming probably is, uh, could really affect, you know, uh, just because whereas Will Smith, you know, like you say, I feel like it's more action, now you're this guy, you know, and then you you act. Right. Um, So I hope that it does bring something to to the performance. Yeah, I hope there is. And I mean, and this is kind of a method that's
0: been used over the years. I think about Scream. Wes Craven never let any of the actors meet the guy who did the voice on the phone. Ah. And so when they when they were talking to him on the phone, that was their only interaction with him. So it was really scary and it was easier for the actors to really freak out because they don't know this person. Um, And so, you know, I think it's, it's a good uh, strategy to let to, to make the rest of the cast truly afraid of the Joker, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Moving outside of suicide squad and onto the flash. It seems like we may have a writer slash director for the flash feature film. This came from the Hollywood Reporter, which is kind of as legit as it gets. Yeah. Seth Graham Smith is in negotiations to direct and write The Flash. Uh, The movie does have a treatment from Phil Lord and Christopher Miller, who did the 21 and 22 Jump Streets and the Lego movie, and these guys are incredibly in demand, and they moved on to do a Han Solo movie, so you can't really blame them. Yeah, that's a tough one to turn down. Like, if anything is going to take precedence over doing a DCEU film, (laughs) Star Wars is probably a good one. I would... I
1: love the DC Universe, but if somebody came to me and said, would you like to work on a Han Solo thing or a, a Flash, I would...
0: Yeah, insane. I mean, so so on. they did they did write the treatment, and which is great, because they're starting they're at probably a really good place, but then Seth Graham Smith is supposed to take over for them. Mm-hmm. He has never directed a feature before. Apparently he has directed some TV, nothing that I have been uh, familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did write Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter and Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. He wrote the, the novels. Yes. Um, and I guess he has worked with Lord and Miller before. So apparently they already have... A pre-existing relationship. That's awesome. I yeah. I have no idea how to take
1: this because yeah. You know I'm not going to equate his writing of the book with what the movie was that came, which I actually never saw either. It was alright. But you know yeah. But you know I know that the uh, but he didn't
0: direct it. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. It's good. novelization and and you know a script are completely different things. Right. Um. So I'd be very interested to see what he's directed. TV-wise, yeah, you know, just yeah. to
0: see. This This is a tough one because he doesn't have that body of directorial work to allow, to give us enough confidence to be like, perfect. <laughs> or enough, you know, disdain or, to go, you're wrong. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. we're we'll just kind of like, it's <sighs> like, okay,
1: <laughs>
0: don't hurt us. Yeah, you know, do so it, do it do It well, it's you know, in that way, it's kind of a bummer because I want to be like fist pump, perfect, nailed it, and I can't <laughs> because I don't know what this guy's directorial talents look like. I have no idea. I mean, you can, it's just there will be the, the fist pump not, will be like an empty one, yeah, there's just not much behind it, yeah, it's just eh, <laughs> kind of a weaker,
1: yeah. <coughs>
0: um, so I mean, I wish him the best, and of course, for the sake of all of us, I hope that he nails it totally. Uh, because. Of his amount of experience and the fact that they are looking at signing him, he obviously impressed somebody. You know, he he must have had a great pitch or really. he's been working with Lord and Miller and they've been kind of mentoring him. Who knows?
1: You don't uh, write a book normally, even if it's a great best-selling book, and then have somebody go –
0: you should direct this <laughs>
1: movie yeah, you, in the You future. should direct
0: a $150 million superhero <laughs> film. <laughs> That's not
1: generally the something that happens. Yeah, well, maybe so, it doesn't, and we don't
0: know. So, I mean, I'm a little heartbroken that Lord and Miller aren't doing it, because mm-hmm. if they were doing it, that would have been a home run. Totally. Um, but this one is, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic. I, I, I want him to hit a home run, and I hope he does. Yeah, agreed. Uh, moving
1: on to TV. So Gotham is in full swing, and uh, this news hit, and I'd say that... Even fans of Gotham, or non-fans of Gotham, uh, gotta get behind this. This because, is awesome. This is great. this is just so cool. Um, what we're talking about is the fact that Paul Rubens is going to be playing the father of the Penguin on Gotham. And I think that most people even who dislike Gotham, for the most oh, part, yeah. Yeah. love Robin Lord Taylor and love his portrayal of Oswald Cobblepot. Uh, and, you know, it's Paul Rubens, who obviously, and if you don't know this, this... is a really great factoid that I actually knew way too late. Uh, But the fact that he played uh, Oswald's father in Batman Returns. Right. Which is kind of one of those things that, you know... You can miss very easily, and I did. Well, because he, does, he doesn't time. even
0: have a line of dialogue.
1: Yeah, he says nothing, yeah. and you know,
0: and it's just in the prologue.
1: Yeah, right. he's not on a on a bar, you know, doing the tequila dance. So I, you know, it's hard that's, for me to recognize him. Yeah. when he's not doing that. No, this is this is so great. And, and
0: you're right. I know people who like do nothing but spit venom at Gotham. Who went? Okay, that's pretty cool. This is awesome. Yeah, yeah. like they're going to get people to
1: tune in just to see what he does with it, and. And um, uh, what's his face? Crap, I can't forget. Or I can't remember his name. Uh, He just started on the show as the new uh, head of the GCP. Michael Chiklis. Michael Chiklis was on the radio this morning talking about them at uh, New York City Comic Con Mm -hmm. and how... Um, Robin Lord Taylor was as excited to talk about it as excited to be with everyone and and he was like laughing maniacally telling everybody about you know the fact that Paul Rubens was going to be playing his father and how the likeness of the two and sort of their you know because they, they, they have do, this really clean right. yeah. you know weird like they've got that light skin there's this really kind of sharp Features. unusual features yeah, you know
0: that's a good point they, they, they like, actually look like father and that's son. exactly
1: what he said they yeah. really look like a father you know
0: father and son that's so, great uh, and i i mean and i always liked that was it carol kane yeah that, I, I always thought she was a hoot oh totally as as the mother totally. and so uh yeah i mean how how can you not think this is just oh my really god, cool. it's
1: just perfect it's just perfect yeah it's so, really cool
0: i, I love that um, so, going from a confirmed appearance on Gotham, we're going to a rumored appearance on Gotham. Marilyn Manson wants a role on Gotham.
1: Yeah, he's just basically plugged for himself. He
0: said he, he put out a he's tweet. Pulling a Tyrese, wouldn't you love Gotham even more if I was part of the show? Eh, <laughs> I don't know. Probably uh, not. Did you see him to, on Talking to me, Dead? Kind of indifferent about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it- no, I don't. I don't watch Talking Dead. I watch Walking Dead, but I've never watched Talking Dead. But. uh... I, I don't really have any strong opinions on Marilyn Manson. I think
1: as a performer, I've seen him and stuff. Like as an actor, because he, I think he's just good at playing weird, mm-hmm. you know. And if you don't give him too many lines, he's he's pretty good. Like okay. he was in Party Monster, and he was like this really weird. Guy. Oh God! Yeah, that's
0: a crazy movie. Yeah, crazy! Movie. I forgot about it. Uh-huh. Oh my God! And he fits perfectly into yeah. that scene. So it's, a, it's, it's very it a weird. fascinating movie. Yes bizarre and frightening oh my god
1: uh but yeah he's he's in that yeah thank you uh he is he says very little in it and he's sort of kind of this background element but i feel like he could do well in gotham in that respect because he sort of has that macabre nature obviously yeah right sort of he definitely has that macabre nature which the show sort of has uh and yeah it'd be cool seeing him in it but you know, I think giving him too many lines or too much control could be what I'm referring in on The Talking Dead. He was just all over the place. And people are like, is he drunk? What's happening? Like, yeah. he's, he was just very weird. And not in the way that you would think Marilyn Manson would be weird. It was, like, just confusing and unusual and okay. kind of irritating. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, anyways, all that to say, yeah, I hope that as a as a somewhat, you know, a prop in the show, I think he would be awesome. But... Uh, other than that, I don't know. Don't give him a, a, a leading. Yeah, don't, don't make him a regular. Yeah, please don't. Yeah, all uh, right. Kill him off quickly if you do. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see what happens with that.
0: Uh, there's Tyrese Gibson in it. All uh, right. Did I skip over a story? No, I, I did. I, I was just messing up my pages here. Okay. So, animation. Into animation. So, we have our uh, Batman Bad Blood trailer
1: that just came out. Have you seen this? I have. Looks pretty cool. I love it. Well, it's I'll a Dick Grayson Batman. So, hey, buddy. And he's got the yellow oval, I like it. <laughs> dude. I like it. Yeah. So that was one of the first things that.
0: Yeah, I, I saw it. the original featurette for Batman: Bad Blood mm-hmm. uh, because they announced it kind of as a Batwoman movie. But then when oh, you okay. saw when you saw the when I saw the teaser, I was like, oh, it's like a Bat Family movie. Totally. And I I love that because I'm a huge fan, of course, of the entire Bat Family and. Even though they've made appearances in these animated films, like it's such a cool idea to really shine the light on them for an entire film. Mm-hmm. So I think that's awesome. And then to see the final trailer, I love it. I think it's great. Like I like the interplay of the entire Bat family and then introducing Batwoman and Batwing. Yeah, so cool. Yeah. Um, and the, the only thing that I don't wanna say I haven't liked, but has not been my favorite for mm-hmm. some of these these last few, is I I don't like the Batman costume that has been mm-hmm. in like Justice League War yeah. and. Uh, Batman versus Robin. I'm not a huge fan. of it.
1: Yeah, they really are keeping with that design. Yeah, they
0: really are keeping with it. And I'm not. There's something. There's something weird about the way the ears like curl back and stuff. I'm not a fan. But uh-huh. the fact that Nightwing's taking over Batman and he takes on a new costume and the costume looks amazing yeah. just makes me really happy. So I, I'm really excited about this one. Yeah, I love the. Uh,
1: like you said, the exploration of because obviously Batwoman is very uh, a very large portion of this of this movie. Yeah, um,
0: and even in the trailer, she says something like, "Just because I wear this doesn't mean I'm part, part of part your of your family." Yeah, yeah basically,
1: <laughs> and, and you know the whole contrast of of her you know wielding guns and all of that is always a fun conversation um, between the two uh, parties and how they. How they deliver their version of justice? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's it's uh, everyone seems really excited about it, and these the quality they bring to these is just really cool. Um, and actually, I think let me jump ahead over here uh, because this belongs over in animation. Uh, but the Batman Killing Joke little note news yeah, about that? Yeah. From New York City Comic Con.
0: So yeah, um, James Tucker, the supervising producer of DC Animation, he shared that. Uh, he is giving permission for the Killing Joke animated feature to be rated R if they see <laughs> or rated A R E as I wrote <laughs> rated, rated, oh, yeah. R, it's rated R to rated R. The Killing Joke is for pirates because it will be rated R. Make it make it so. Uh, so he's saying that it, it the, so the Killing Joke has permission to be rated R. It's yes. not confirming that it's rated R. Uh, it's not saying it will be, but it's saying that if they want to make it R, that they are allowed to do so. Mm-hmm. So I did see a lot of a lot of hubbub about this. Some people go, "Great, it's a scary dark story. Don't pull no punches. Go all out." Uh, and then I've heard people on the other side going, "No need. PG you can do it with PG-13." Don't go crazy. Yep. I, I fall into the ladder camp. I don't think you need to make it R. I agree. They did Dark Knight Returns yep. beautifully yeah. in PG-13. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think... Or one you, of the main villains is a
1: crazy Russian chick with tape over her boobs. Yeah,
0: like, not, uh, swastika. You, yeah, tape, swastika tape, over, tape. Yeah. Over her boobs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and you, you can do it. <laughs> yeah. And the, and there's a scene of the Joker stabbing Batman repeatedly yes. and then cracking his own neck. Yes. I'm okay. I yeah. think they're good. I think they can find a way. Uh. So yeah, for me, I don't think they need to go excessive and just to get the R
1: for buzz. I think that it would do them well to tone down any of the sexuality and things in the, in the comic and not like really – I don't think they need to pull it back any more than they did in the comic. Right. I, because I don't – I think that what's – as we've discussed, I think what happens in the comic has been embellished – by many, oh, yeah. to become yeah. something that it isn't. Right. Um, personally, Agreed. and and so I think if they do it as it was done in the comic, I think it would be fine. But if anything, I don't think it's, I don't think it's as crucial to the story to where they really need to make sure that they focus on it. Right. I think the point of that scene, and I think we've discussed this, we've definitely discussed this, uh, is is the shock of of the of the act yes, and the shock and the, and that he's trying to get mentally to Gordon. yes, And you know, so it's not about, you know, there's this rape and all this stuff that people are kind of projecting onto it, which yeah. I, I don't ever remember seeing at all no, it's in not. the book. It's not. And I there. don't think it's in
0: there. It's, it's people assuming it. Yeah. It's yeah. the
1: shock of, of, you know, what he's showing Gordon because it's your daughter in a very vulnerable state, you right. know, and, right. and uh, abused in, terrible state and and that's the point of it. Right. So whether you show you can show that somebody is beaten and and naked and vulnerable in many ways that does not have to be this horrible, you know, like just gross, you know, just over the top thing. You know, it should be it should serve its purpose and just shock in the way that it is supposed to in the book. But going anything beyond that I think is gratuitous. And could celebrate it in
0: a negative manner. Yeah. And I, I, I think totally it's unnecessary. Agree. I totally agree. You can you can get the point across, make it clear what is happening yes. without being explicit. Yes. Uh, you know Shadows can cover up a lot. Yeah. And so it can be very obvious that certain characters are nude without being like, and here's some nipples in your Batman movie. Exactly. Yeah. We've all don't. learned that nipples don't belong in Batman movies. They don't. You know? They don't. Do we learn nothing? <laughs> learn from our mistakes, guys. Come on. So so no, I agree with you. You can absolutely be true to the comic, even that portion of it, without being gratuitous yeah. and stay in the PG-13 realm.
1: Yeah, exactly. If this was if this was a book that was centered around the theme of sexual abuse and things like that and there was that act that was committed and there was some sort of a message about, you know, don't yeah, obviously the the, the horrid nature of this sort of thing and that it happens, I would be okay. I would say yes, make it R and make it about that because that's what it's about right, and it should right. be it should be you know not to embrace it but to show you know to shock everybody and horrify them about this sort of thing and you know as a means of um, educating people and kind of giving the you know respect to people who have been through such a traumatic event or something similar to you know right acknowledge them and say hey you know this is awful uh, but it's not about that So
0: Yes It is just It was just one element Of a bigger story And so yeah So to blowing that up To bigger than what it should be Unnecessary I think it'll I think it'll actually ruin
1: The story And what it's about Yeah
0: It could could distract From the actual It'll center
1: it around Something that it's not Intended to be about. You know uh, so, yeah, either way, I'm really excited about it because yeah? I think these adaptations are phenomenal. Right. You know, I think they're really cool and they do a great job. I mean, to the point where it's like I've watched them and I'm like, I could have not read the comic and really felt like I did, you know, mm-hmm. even with The Dark Knight Returns and everything. So... Uh, very very notes. interesting. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of the Cliff Notes version of it.
0: <laughs> so, uh, moving on to some other news. Uh, you know, we talked recently about how Bill Finger is finally getting his due for helping co-create Batman and many elements of the Batman mythos. Well, Bob Kane, even in death, has to one up Bill Finger. Not to be outdone. Not to be outdone. So, Bob Kane is getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. <laughs> uh, this came from Newsarama. Batman co-creator Bob Kane will be receiving a star. on on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Uh, It will be unveiled in a ceremony at 11.30 a.m. on October 21st on Hollywood Boulevard. It will be live streamed at www.walkoffame.com. Uh, it will be given to Kane for the category of motion pictures and will be in front of the Guinness World Records Museum. The following quote was shared Kane's creation of American cultural icon Batman is every child's dream superhero. We're excited to honor the man who gave life to this great character, said Walk of Fame producer Anna Martinez. Fans from all over the world have been waiting for this monumental day. I don't know about that. And we. Uh, we uh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Sorry. Let's just be real here. Um, there, we, well, all over the world. There could, you know, there maybe, could be one guy. There's, in maybe this there's a petition tree and I, one I was guy completely unaware of. I don't know. <laughs> and we hope Kane's shiny star forever inspires generations of creative minds. So uh, very cool. Of course, I'll have to go check it out, take a photo. Um, it's definitely cool, but it's one of those things that if you don't know this, and I'm
1: sorry to shatter the reality for you, if you don't, um, these stars are not something that are just granted. Um, and given to these people because they're so phenomenal, they deserve it. Yeah. This is something that their people petition for, ask for permission, and then they have to pay for it. And it's like $10,000. Yep. So much like award shows and things like that where everyone thinks that, you know, oh, these people are just invited because they're phenomenal. It's like, no, they sort of invite themselves. They ask to be invited and then are eventually selected, you know, Mm. to to be a part of it. So not to take away from – Bob Kane, or any of the other people that are are in on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and all that. Well, I mean, even though I kind of am, uh, <laughs> I really kind of am. Uh, but at the same time, it's like you know, he obviously was a part of something phenomenal. But you know, the timing of this is really kind of it's like weird. Come on, yeah. you know it was it like they like
0: announced like, the Bill Finger thing, and then Kane's like, state were like, "Oh hell no!"
1: Yeah, exactly. Like just up in arms. Yeah. And so it's like it feels a little like, "Mom." Eh, well,
0: yeah, Bri- so, I
1: loved Brian's idea that we should go down there and protest wearing giant finger costumes, uh, <laughs> like just be big <laughs> digits running around. <laughs> I was like, I don't have enough care in either direction to right. ever even argue either side. You yeah, know?
0: exactly. I mean, that's fine. You know, he did. He did. Co create Batman, so. Totally. Get, you know, they you. They both got, deserve credit. Yeah, they both deserve credit, so, you know what? Good on you. Yeah, I hope that Bill Finger gets his star someday. Yeah. On there as well. Now we gotta start petitioning for a Yeah, oh, geez. It never ends. Here comes
1: yeah. the letters. Oh. Uh,
0: so, um,. The there's a little news about the teaser for Batman Begins.
1: Yes, sorry, this was. I'm glad you saw it. Um, so the this is something that I think just came around because I think uh, Jonathan Nolan did uh, AMA on Reddit. I think that's why this okay. kind of came up. Um, but there was a teaser for Batman Begins that both you and I hadn't actually seen.
0: Yeah, I don't think I, was, I ever saw this one. I, I, or if I did, I forgot
1: it. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that I, I've discussed with these guys that the Batman Begins I was like way late on it, and I like the movie like came out before I even realized because it was this weird point in college where I wasn't watching TV, and <laughs> and so I totally missed it. But it's this fantastic teaser. Um, with this dialogue that totally sets up the movie so beautifully Uh and so perfect. Uh, And he... uh, I I actually wrote the... or put the dialogue here, and it's from Bruce Wayne. I think you should read it, Andy. I should read it? I think you should read it. I want you to do your Bruce Wayne.
0: All right. They told me there was nothing out there, nothing to fear. But the night my parents were murdered, I caught a glimpse of something. I've looked for it ever since. I went around the world, searched in all the shadows... And there is something out there in the darkness. Something terrifying, something that will stop, that will not stop until it gets revenge. Me. Beautiful.
1: Beautiful. I love it. I love it. Great job, man. Thank you. I love man. it when I can, like, when we get into that space and I'm like, Picturing that coming out of the like an animated version, like a voice. I love it. So fantastic job. Uh, so as you can hear, you know, the, just a beautiful, beautiful line. Uh, yeah, of yeah. dialogue to to. It
0: does seem vaguely familiar. Maybe I saw it. I don't know. It, whatever. I mean, it's. <laughs> Who
1: cares? You've seen the movie,
0: so <laughs> it's okay.
1: I think. I well, let
0: when this news came out, people were like, "Mystery solved." And for me, I was like, "I don't know what mystery you're talking about." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I mean, honestly, everything that you see in that
1: teaser is in the movie. Yeah, it's only the line of dialogue that is not in the movie, um, and it makes sense. And so, basically, Jonathan Nolan uh, commented on uh, that that line, and I guess people were saying, "Why isn't this in the movie?" And I'm going to do a horrible British accent to uh, say what he said. And he said, I wrote this in a couple hours in my brother's trailer while he was shooting in the scene, shooting the scene in which Bruce is arrested for stealing Wayne Corp supplies on his journey. Remains of some of my favorite writing from these films was written specifically for the trailer, wouldn't have worked in the film. So, okay. All right. Makes total sense. Yeah. You know, like... uh, no no harm done. Like, it's a fantastic piece of dialogue that would have definitely thrown off a little bit of uh, what is happening, what happens in right. the actual movie. Right. So, anyway, it's just kind of a cool thing that...
0: Uh, yeah, it's true. Like, where would you say this in the movie?
1: I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because so, yeah. it, it, is, it is telling the story of, you know, basically, the point where he decides to become Batman, which we already have that dialogue with him between Um, Alfred on the plane where he basically tells him he needs to be something more, he needs to be a symbol. That encompasses this and we see him go through that journey of why Uh he realizes that so Having this dialogue doesn't make any sense, but right. it's great. It's cool. Swell.
0: Swell. So moving on to my favorite subject, Halloween. I put a Halloween category in, you. That's so nice. I knew it needed to be. So Warner Brothers rolls out some Halloween costumes of Batman and his friends. Yes. So Batman, who is always a fan favorite, made an appearance in the top three on all top costume lists, including adults, children, and pets, according to the National Retail Federation's 2015 Halloween Consumer Top Costumes Survey. Woo! That's a mouthful. Yes, sir. Little fans can help keep Gotham City safe this Halloween with the deluxe Batman Unlimited Kids costume or the Batman Unlimited Nightwing costume. And adults can play the part by dressing up as Batman Arkham Knight as the Batman Arkham Knight Harley Quinn deluxe costume. So there's some photos of some new Batman costumes that are out there. Much like we kind of assumed, Batman Unlimited is kind of their new go-to for the younger crowd. Mm -hmm. So, uh... I just like that there is an official sanctioned Nightwing costume for kids. I think that Totally. May, if it's not a first it feels like one.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't think I've ever seen a Nightwing costume that wasn't a fan-made yeah. something. Yeah. So that's great. So it's really cool. And and
0: honestly the Arkham Knight Harley Quinn one? really nailed good. it
1: really good nailed it it looks very quality too it does yeah the image is like really tiny i'm but sure it's
0: i'm sure it's very thin as they most of these store-bought ones are but the photo lo- she looks great but it was complaining <laughs> <clears throat> anyways uh yeah so <laughs> so I'm, I'm sure it's it's kind of
1: curious actually that i mean that this is one that is the perfect costume to roll out for the adult costumes but i'm like i'm a little bit surprised they didn't do a, a little bit more um, with the other costumes Or I like have a couple more costumes From the Arkham series Yeah But truthfully yeah. This is the easiest one to do Because all of the other ones Just There's a lot of makeup Or right. like hard parts So you know Great This is the one to do If you're going to do any of them uh, But all the kids costumes Just look fantastic I love it Sweet it's Just very cool uh,
0: Moving on to more merch Mr. Drew, uh, Mr. Magoo. Oh, you almost called me the other Jamie. It's, on. it's early. Oh, now it's on. Oh, okay. now it's
1: on. Me and Bat Raider. You can call me Cross. I it's, okay. <laughs> it's okay. We're we're both good Jamies, so it's, it's okay. True. It's not. He's like he's not like a bad villainous like evil version of
0: me. Well, it depends know? on so the day.
1: I get ooh, yeah. uh, depends on if, if the, the Raiders. Raiders
0: have lost. <laughs> I don't want to be around it.
1: If- <laughs> uh, so moving on. So a little bit more of the announcements on uh, from uh, New York City Comic Con. Not really announcements, but just, just some of the premieres. Yeah,
0: lots of lots of merchandise. Yeah, some some more
1: merchandise. So we saw um, the it was at the some of these items were at well all these items were at the DC booth, uh, but Mattel showed off a couple more figures from the upcoming film. Uh, We saw the Batman version of the film, um, which is called Nightmare Batman, with a K. Uh, Yeah, the Desert
0: Batman. The Desert Trench Everyone's been calling it Desert Batman, but according officially to this action figure, it is Nightmare Batman.
1: Which I think we covered um, that this was the speculation that this scene... Could be a dream. ...was a dream sequence of sorts. And this
0: seems all but confirmed now.
1: Yes, absolutely so. So, um,
0: we're going to call it. Yeah. Hashtag, Hashtag confirmed. confirmed. I love
1: it, man. that felt good. It felt really good. We needed that. I know. Now to write it down. If
0: yeah, I so I can quickly. find it again. <laughs>
1: Uh so you know, it's a really cool looking figure, and you know, no surprise that they had this figurine, and I'm sure we'll see a really high end version of this as well. Oh yeah. Just because Batman in a trench coat is just bitching. It is, it's have, so cool. Have you ever seen uh there was a there was a comic, I think it was a one shot. And I think it was a Robin comic, maybe. Mm-hmm. But it was Damien.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. He, with
1: that, he, he, was he was like his night as Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he he had the cowl, but, you know, nothing else fits, really. Yeah. So he wore the cowl. It was kind of oversized. And then he wore the trench coat. Yes. I loved it. Yeah. I was like, this looks well, cause
0: then badass. Because then they did the, the miniseries that took place in the future where Damien was Batman. And he had right. the same kind of trench oh, coat look. man. I don't wait this it was, was a it? four issue miniseries I think it was called Damien Son of Batman and it it, oh. it was Andy Kubrick oh yeah. so yes. the artwork was
1: really great you're right okay now yeah. I do remember that yeah no totally so yeah I love it, you know again it's just it just it just like really has that awesome blend of the noir film of, yeah. feel of Batman well, and I mean, Batman because it is
0: these toy companies love like the variations on Batman yeah. you know Arctic Attack Batman <laughs> Camo Batman Yeah, like, exactly. like at least this one makes sense so you know
1: (laughs) it's so awesome
0: (laughs) Uh, but we also get an action figure of Alexander Luther himself
1: yes sir Um, Ooh, Alexander, so formal.
0: I know. Well, that's his that's his name on Twitter, so Indeed. I feel like I need to call him that. Yeah. Uh, I want to uh-huh. show him respect. I don't want him to come you don't hit want me to with a block any... of kryptonite. Yeah, exactly.
1: You're not a, we, we want to stay on his good
0: side. Yeah, so it looks uh so Lex- which I like It looks like looks like, looks like a guy yeah. looks like a, jeans
1: t-shirt and a sports coat, you know? It basically is the uh, Jesse Eisenberg action figure yeah. like as you would expect it to look like. Yeah. Uh, but a couple other the elements that were there and actually there's one Mask that, or a, a hat that I'm seeing here that was not a, a picture not on the site. Uh, but there's was two Batman hats. So one of the kind of the armored um, eyes mm-hmm. on the on the top of a kind of leathery looking hat, and then the one with the big symbol and the kind of the stitching. Uh, both new era caps. But there's also a Wonder Woman hat I'm seeing in the background here, and it looks yeah. like also there was a Superman hat. So yeah, my apologies for not for not uh, covering these, but. Um, Basically, uh, these were just some of the uh, the uh, cool wearable things that they're kind of starting to get more into yeah. and showing these off as well. When as this the merch figures.
0: starts hitting, forget about it. It's ridiculous. Forget like about it.
1: Every day of the week, you know what you're wearing. Like,
0: yep. So uh, goes my money. Is there other other merch stuff here? Yes.
1: Yeah, so speaking about variant versions of Batman, uh, this did you you'd not get? It, it's this weird no, this weird transition. I got it. But there's a Square Enix DC Play Arts variant Spartan Batman that has been revealed, uh, which is pretty badass. It's it's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't really know how Batman and Spartans it, collide, yeah. but do I care when you see a figure like this? No really uh so after making the rounds at shows such as the Tokyo uh, 2015 Game Show details about this variant Batman Timeless Spartan Batman Play Arts Kai figure have been released it's expected to release in March 2016 at a price point of $150 uh when it comes time to pre-order the figure also includes a spear a long sword four dag- daggers not daggles a uh, shield and a figure stand so much like these Play Arts figures you know very dynamic posing that you can do, a bunch of accessories, um, just a
0: weird, awesome figure. Yeah. Like, yeah. definitely
1: weird, it, but it, definitely
0: cool. Agreed. Yeah. I think that is a great way to sum <laughs> it up. Awesome <laughs> and weird. And very
1: weird. But <laughs> check it out, and, uh, you know, looks like... One hundred fifty dollars is totally worthwhile for these, you know, all these play arts. Yeah. Kind of figurines are really cool.
0: So, uh, moving forward, we have a lot have a of slew. We have, we have of tons his. of listener feedback, so we can go until we get kicked out. Are we good until? <laughs> it's nine thirty-five, okay. so we're good for now. All right, we'll see what happens. We we might have till ten. Um, <laughs> so, first listener feedback comes from Eric K. Eric says, sorry, I think this was missed from the previous cast and really wanted to hear your thoughts on my questions. Hey, guys, I wanted to write in and say the show continues to be great. I've listened since the rebooting of the podcast and have now started listening to Holy Backcast. I left a review, and even though I didn't win, I wanted to let you know that both of these shows are my go-to podcasts while commuting to work. So keep up the great work. Thanks, Eric. Thank you, Eric. That's very sweet. Very awesome. Uh, Sounds like you were both on the fence with Gotham. I'm warming up to it, but definitely was expecting a more hard-boiled procedural cop show. Thought the season premiere was okay, but thought episode two was amazing, and I'm am now interested again to see what we get with season two. Here's my question What type of Batman do you think would fit into the world Gotham has created? Would a version we've already seen in film or animation work, or do you think a new take on the character would be needed for this universe? Should
1: we answer that really quick? Sure. Or do you go on? Before
0: we get to the next question, yes. Uh, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, let me answer this, and then we'll, we'll move to the next question that Eric
1: asks. So, what was is your I don't agree you don't answer okay so I ha- like- I have much like with many of these questions, I don't know if it's better to answer on the spot or I always just answer on the spot. but the thing that comes to mind is a uh, Batman year one Batman uh-huh um, or or much like a kind of like the like Daredevil did. Um, where you're seeing that origin where it's like a very long ease into Batman. Yeah. I think that is the most suited for this kind of a show considering we're getting this long ease in for all these characters. Right. So I would say that if... I would love to see Bruce training, making mistakes, you know, much like he does in in Batman Year One where it's like he goes out there and he kind of tries some disguises and is wearing, you know, kind of regular clothes but, you know, a disguise nonetheless... And, and sort of just really slowly getting into the role. Out of the gates, Batman just doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. in this world. Right. Um, and with the nature of the show, it's not grounded by any means. Um, right. It's definitely very theatrical. So I don't know if costuming wise I would go quite so daredevil, you know, with just like a you know a, a beanie pulled over your face or something like that. But, you know, something maybe a little bit more gothic looks-wise. Yeah. Um, but still, you know, civvies converted. Right, right. Uh, into a costume.
0: Yeah. And I I mean, that, that makes a ton of sense. I think that as far as, like, once he's Batman, I don't think any of our previous Batmans would fit into this world. Yeah. I think that, the, you know, Nolan's Batman is still too real-world, and this doesn't feel that real-world. But this also isn't so far down, like, gothic fantasy as Burtons. No. Um, so I think it's kind of somewhere in between those two.
1: Well, the show really rides in between those two. Exactly. Like you say, I mean, exactly. the cop stuff does feel, and that's, I think, what you d- you were talking about, like, this week's episode it was really cool, because it really was kind of just more of that cop show,
0: Yeah, you know? yeah.
1: And it wasn't, like, so blown out, villainous weirdness, you know? Right. It was, like, more crime and just Gotham stuff.
0: Right, right. So, yeah, I think that, the, you know, they would have to create a new version of Batman that, ...is more fanciful than Nolan's, but doesn't go quite as far as Burton's. Somewhere in between. Agreed. There's like a happy medium. Totally. Uh... Moving on to Eric's second question. He says, My second question regards The Dark Knight Rises, specifically because I just went back into the Holy Batcast vault to listen to some old episodes. I haven't finished the look back at Rises, so if you address this, my apologies. But what is your theory and a how and when Batman escapes the Bat as it carries the bomb out over the bay? Something that drives me crazy because every time I watch, I cannot find any clues or hints at how he escapes. Apologies for the long message. To bring it back to current bat news and rumors, your recent podcast story on Michael Shannon was going back and forth on his set story, had me laughing out loud. I think you should use flipper slap hashtag flipper slap whenever you deem appropriate. <laughs> I like it. Uh, all right, Eric, thank you for the message. Um, so, what do, what do you think? How did How did Christian Bale's Batman escape the bat as it was carrying the bomb out over the bay? Um, For number one, he said, I don't see any clues or evidence. I think that's on purpose. You're not supposed to. You're not supposed to see anything. So, yes, when it it happens, it happens off camera. Exactly. Uh,
1: I I feel like when you see the bat going out into the bay, he's already out of it. I mean – Oh, you
0: think? Yeah. Like, so when you're – because
1: it shows that shot of him kind of looking around yeah, a little bit more somber or whatever. That next shot, it's like there's no transition in between those two, but it's like – that shot, and then the next shot where you just see it, it's just the slow or it's going out uh-huh. and then it explodes. He's already out of it th- to me. Like, uh-huh. he's you just don't see it. They just cut it so that it's like, you know, I know it's kind of weird because it's supposed to feel like this really continuous scene, like uh-huh. you're seeing everything, right? But, um, and I it hasn't ever bothered me that much because. Okay, it bothers me as much as how the hell did he get from this hole in the middle of nowhere yeah. back to Gotham.
0: That bothers me more than this.
1: Yeah, honestly, actually, I agree. Because as Batman, him kind of having this idea that he may need to do this, I'm like, well, he's probably got a backup plan. He probably has a backup vehicle or something that we haven't seen. Or, you know, I don't know. He called Alfred in, in a helicopter. and Well, actually, that doesn't make sense because then Alfred Cause, doesn't know yeah, he's alive. Alfred's out so right, but he, yeah, But he... He has been developing all of this stuff unbeknownst to Alfred, I think, um, because there's a bunch of secrecy about how he's operating anyways and how Alfred's like, I feel like you're trying to die and all Mm. that. And so I feel like during that time, you know, maybe, yeah, he sort of had a death wish. But I, th- I feel like, okay, he had some Wayne Tech to help him out of it. That's the way that I sort of – we just never see what that is. Right. But because Batman is that way, it doesn't bother me too much because I'm like, well, he has Wayne Tech to get him out of stuff. It happens all the freaking time. But yeah. it just – I think it bothers people more because you see all the tech he uses in these movies yeah. generally. So – Again, that's that's my that's my go-to. Yeah. It so, doesn't mean it's clean, but it's right,
0: right. good yeah, enough I mean, for me. Yeah, th- this one never really bothered me because the whole point is that we were all supposed to be fooled, so they're not going to show it in a way that, makes that, that we're able to solve it ourselves. Mm-hmm. But I think that they give us enough information. The autopilot is fixed. Yes, we see the shot of him like five seconds before detonation, but I think that right after that shot is when he ejects goes into the oh, water clear,
1: like right before like so he's just out of it's in that shot but you just wouldn't even be able to see it so far you just, just, don't, see so far yeah, you just don't see it so I, I could go with that So yeah,
0: he he ejects you know the bottom line dives, he gets in, out. dives into the bay yeah with with five seconds left it go it continues on blows up in theory he's protected because he's underwater I don't mm. know that that was always kind of the way I saw
1: it yeah and he has the you know baski waiting for him or something right you now
0: so so there you go, Eric. Uh, thank you again for the message. Moving on to the next one. This is from Boomer Dean. Yes, it is. So Boomer has written in and said,
1: Great topics discussed in the previous episode, guys. I'm a new listener and loving the podcast more and more with each new discussion. Holy Backcast, also becoming one of my favorites as well. I thought the Robin question from the last episode was excellent and actually made me think pretty hard as to who I could see playing each of the Robins. I really liked the Nick Holtz suggestion. As for Zac Efron, I feel that like he would be a decent choice given the age of Dick Grayson uh, that I feel many fans are accustomed to. And the resemblance could easily pass with many fans. I have, I just have never seen him play any roles requiring action slash fighting sequences, nor do I believe his acting range can adequately, adequately capture the Dick Grayson that Chuck Dixon has set the bar high with his incredible writing ability for the character. I was thinking maybe Richard Madden, Rob Stark in Game of Thrones, or maybe Aaron T- Taylor Johnson, who actually was has superhero acting experience sprinkled with similar Nightwing humor. But because that was already touched on, I wanted to ask if you got, you guys, if Gal Gadot would have played one of the villains in Man of Steel, who could you see as your two top Wonder Woman replacements? I would say Kate Beckinsale from Underworld or Gemma Archerton uh, from Hansel and Gretel. Uh, thank you, guys. All uh, right. Yeah.
0: Good. Good. Good stuff, Boomer. Uh, yeah. I, it, and it's funny because I I considered Nick Holt when we were talking. I think I brought up. You Nick brought Holt. it up, and I I'd actually thought of it already. But it's like I, I well, immediately, no, no, no no I just I, know, I, I'm just I immediately kidding. will eliminate people if they're already playing another superhero. And because Nick Holtz is playing the Beast, I, totally. I immediately eliminated him. Same thing with Aaron Taylor-Johnson. He's, you know, he's done Quicksilver. He's done Kick-Ass, so I didn't even bring him into the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think he could have been great too. Uh, I've seen a lot of people say that they want Matt Bomer to do Nightwing, which from a visual standpoint, I totally get. He's on American Horror Story. He was in Magic Mike. Oh, he was, yeah, okay. He, you know, he gets thrown around with these superheroes. Th- the you said that, Magic Mike. The only, yeah, problem, the only problem is that Matt Bomer <laughs> is my age. He's in his late thirties. Uh-huh. He doesn't look it, but he's in his late thirties. Yeah. and I just think that's just too old for Nightwing.
1: It, you have to be really like Zach Efron has got the super like he'll be a, like look like a a teen for yeah, the rest of his life. Exactly. Yeah. So
0: so I helps. think that you know that's what I'm just giving my thought process when I was trying to make those choices. Mm-hmm. But uh, to answer your question, wait, it, who's Aaron Taylor Johnson? I can't. He the was the Quicksilver. Oh yeah. Okay. Huh.
1: In Avengers: Age of Ultron. Right. Oh yeah. Of course. Yeah. So yeah, he's too old looking to me. Yeah, he just looks too. I mean, even though he's not, he just he's huge and it, like he's a big guy. Yeah. He just looks too like a man, you right. know? Like I don't know,
0: uh, a so, mile. So so two additional Wonder Women. Number one, I love Boomer's choices. Kate Beckinsale, I think would be great again. I think age kind of she doesn't look it. She looks amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying anything, but I'm just as far as the longevity of the role, you know, she's mm-hmm. in her 40s already. Mm-hmm. That's why you know kind of totally. rule rule her out. I love Gemma Arterton, so yeah, I love that choice. Totally. Um, the other two choices I'll throw out there that, that I, you know, before Gal Gadot was cast, I was a huge uh, fan of Lynn Collins getting it. Lynn mm-hmm. Collins was in X Men Origins Wolverine, and mm-hmm. she was in John Carter mm-hmm. as Dejah Thoris. Yeah. Practically playing a version of Wonder Woman in yeah, John much. Carter. Yeah. But she freaking looks like Wonder Woman. She does. She, she would have been amazing. Uh, and then I was all for. Um, Oh my God, of course, now I'm blanking. Gina Carano. I was all for Gina Carano. Totally. I, I would, that was going to be
1: my answer because I like that Gina Carano as she, she can fight. Uh, she has the look and she actually has great acting chops and I haven't, she hasn't seen, we haven't seen enough of her where she would be, I, I feel like the, these other actresses, Gemma Arts did even as, you know, like. Less seen as Kate Beckinsale, but still very seen. Right. The, bringing that, it, it's just tough. I guess it's, my, it could be argued about Affleck. But with her, because she's brand new, you know, in cinematically, I'm, I'm really glad it's somebody very new.
0: Like, right. Overall.
1: Yeah. So yeah. Gina Carano, I think, would have brought the perfect combination of all of those elements, the looks, the ability, and the acting talent, you know, to to that role. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so yeah, I don't think I have a better answer than that.
0: Honestly, that would have been that would have been probably my casting. Cool overall. So good stuff. Good stuff. Moving on. Another email from Robert Myers. He says, "Hey Andy and Jamie, good to hear you guys again after a week off. But as I write this, I believe you are back again on another week off. Ha ha. <laughs> Life, how dare you get in the way of Batman? James? <laughs> you know our
1: pain, Robert." <laughs> Old Rob's rogues over here.
0: Uh, See what I did there? Okay, my issue with this year's Batman Day. First off, I enjoyed it. Great day. Started off with playing some of the new maps for Batman Arkham Knight. Jamie, are you still playing? I haven't stopped since its release. I played it last night. Nice. Then I went around and collected as many of the free Batman Day comics as I could. Also, I was able to score the Arkham Knight action figure... Uh, huge action figure collector from GameStop, along with the comic, missing only two comics though Fye and Barnes and Noble. Damn my city for not having those two. I ended the day going old school with the 1940s movie serials. Wow, Whoa. legit. Have you seen those? I have not. I watched the forty three one, but still haven't watched the forty nine one. I've never I've watched, watched one, that but not the other. I remember I saw it at they're, a Ralph's they're not one the time, time easiest to watch. and I, I
1: it was like one of those things. It was like ten bucks, and I wanted to get it, and then I ended up just being like, not right now,
0: and so I kind of regret it because I would have watched yeah. it. But now I was uh, like, oh, he <laughs> says they are a hoot to watch. They are something else. Uh, this. The first ever live screen adventures of Batman and Robin. No one ever noticed Bruce was driving Batman's car, or was it the other way around? <laughs> I would watch them as a kid and my grandparents when I stayed the night on pub, on public access TV. So cool that you can get them now on the cheap at Walmart. So quick, okay, question statement. My issue with this year's Batman Day is this year's Robin 75th anniversary. Now, do I expect that the day should be called Batman and Robin Day? Okay, maybe a small part, but what I was looking for is more of an acknowledgement of Robin's 75th. Last year was Batman 75, so I get that, but Robin is the other half of that. It's kind of let down a bit. Now, I know also this year is Shazam, Green Lantern, The Flash, The Spectre, Hugo Strange, Catwoman, and The Joker 75th, all being created in 1940. Now, all that being said, aside from The Joker, which sadly really didn't receive much 75 treatment, Other than Snyder's Endgame and some variant covers, I didn't expect there to be a Shazam Day or a Spectre Day, but it's Robin. I thought there should be a bit more, at least on Batman Day. What do you think? I think 75 years for anything is a big deal, especially if it's still going on uh, for some and has never really stopped. Thanks, guys. Love the show as always. Talk about everything. Talk about nothing as long as it's Batman and Robin. Hashtag not annoying Rob. Uh, it says, Everyone Loves the Drake podcast and soon to be released TBU special pod Batman and Robin yeah. Eternal. So
1: he's starting the new Batman and Robin Eternal podcast covering uh, reviews for the new Batman and, uh, and Robin Eternal comic book. So awesome, Rob. Uh, definitely check out um, Everyone Loves the Drake yeah, uh, and Rob over here, he's uh,
0: and he sent a little follow up here. Oh crap! Sorry, no, it's okay. I I just noticed. He said, "Oh God, the typos." Note to self: Don't wait till the last minute to send emails, especially if it's still going on in some form and has never really stopped. While I'm here, I'll ask again: Could or I'll again I'll ask this: Could DC ever stop publishing comics and only use its characters in movies, TVs, and in movies, TV, and video games? God, I hope not. I I could they. Probably. Could they? Yes. Yeah. Will they?
1: I hope not. I hope not because there still is fantastic stuff that comes out in the comics that oh, yeah. most of the time are motivating what is selected and what is what stories are created. I mean comic books are the perfect testing ground for all kinds of different stories.
0: Yeah. Or different spins on classic characters that some catch on and you go, oh my god, like we need to explore that. Like, look at the way Alfred has evolved because of the changes in the comic books. Yep, absolutely. So I, I really feel like that is kind of their
1: guinea pig, you know, area for a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, not to downplay the comics in any means, you know, in their own right are fantastic. But yeah, no, I, they there's still so much awesome stuff that's being created in the comics and only in the comics versus um, – You know some of the stuff. Most of the stuff that gets made into TV movie stuff is the things that people already know about are pretty highbrow. There's very still very little super original content. Um, Most of it is an adaptation of something one way or another. Yeah. Um, So I I really hope not. Um, what do you think about the Robin? Inclusion?
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I agree. I, of course, you know, as you know, I'm a huge Robin fan. I would love to have seen more attention paid to Robin for a 75th. But I think that it's a valid point that it's Robin 75th, Catwoman 75th, Joker 75th. So where do you go? Yeah, I mean, it's even like Joker kind of got like, you know, people really like Joker. Yeah, Joker, and yeah, Joker was, got a little bit. But so uh, I'm with you. Rob, I would have loved uh, they Robin have to be celebrated a bit. Yeah, just like a one-off, like yeah, a, a one-shot.
1: Seventy-fifth, Robin seventy-fifth. Robin like just
0: something just yeah, it. just something to acknowledge and celebrate it. I would have been pretty happy with that. Totally, I agree with you. Cool. So, thank you for the email, Rob. Very fun. Thank Moving you, on to one from listener Joe Fornorado. Fornorado. All yeah. right, Joe
1: says. Love the show, guys. I attended New York City Comic Con, was at a panel where it was stated that Warner Brothers gave the animation team permission to make the killing joke R if they needed to. They did not say it was definite. My question to you guys is do you feel it needs to be or even should be? We already talked about that. Personally, I think as mature as as the book is, it still implies most things and could easily stay within the PG-13 rating. We agree with you. Reading comments online, it's really annoying. A lot of people just want to talk about the Barbara serial assault scene and say there has to be nudity. I think a lot of people are being very childish when discussing that scene. What is your take? Sorry for going on so long. Thanks, guys. I think we already covered it. We covered it, yeah. Uh, yeah so like, like, I but, mean, we but Joe,
0: we agree with you. Yeah. We, think, we think there are creative and effective ways of doing it within PG-13. Uh, no need to to be gratuitous. Yeah, so hopefully we answered
1: everything in our, our somewhat lengthy discussion beforehand. But, you know, it's cool to hear that other people are on the
0: same uh, same uh, ideas as yeah. we are. Uh, great. And we got two more emails here. And these are both from uh, Kevin Fry. So we'll read them both and, and – Say whatever he asks. He says, okay, I have a question. It might be a dumb one, but the styles of Batman, where his eyes are in place of white, can he still see through that? Uh, Keep that awesome bat nonsense going. Oh, and would like to hear what my crazy bat chums are doing for Halloween. I'm hosting a party at my house as the Joker. Crazy good time, LOL. Hashtag Batman, hashtag Matman.
1: Whoa, making his own Um,
0: hashtag there. And then he... he, uh, uh, I think this one came first, maybe, but anyway. Oh, yeah. Uh, it says, hey, guys, my choice for the perfect, perfect Batman actor would be Clint Eastwood from around the time the movie Heartbreak Ridge came out. But a twist, I think he would have been a great for a live-action Dark Knight Returns movie. Also, I know the great Kevin Smith has said this before on his podcast, but still a great choice. Who would be your choices for a live-action Dark Knight Returns movie? Love the show. And until next time, Bat Chums, Kevin. Uh, so what are we doing for Halloween? And... Who would we cast for Dark Knight Returns?
1: Halloween. Um, there is a party downtown. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to attend at this hotel. You gotta to go Gotham. just for both. I know. Of us. I really gotta. I for know. both I, of us. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Um, I'm hoping that it's, it's so thematically. I wish I could, crap could remember the hotel, but it's like called Gotham Nights. I think, and you can. It's like on Facebook and stuff it's like that. Really if you live awesome. in the L.A. area, yeah. and they're supposed to theme out a. Uh, I think it's like Sky sky something sky hotel um that they're they apparently gonna have a room that's like selena kyle's room from uh batman returns they're gonna have an area that's like the iceberg lounge there Mm -hmm. my hope is that it's not just like a couple stuffed animals and like throwaways i hope they really go for it um but so i'm gonna try and do that um i think i have my costume picked out as the (laughs) letter joker since i had nothing planned before that i may go for that um but uh that's I don't know. I'm kind of boring, I guess. This no, year. that's I good. That that's good. I,
0: I'm going to be out of town for Halloween. I'll be uh, in Florida, Yay. and so I've got my costume all planned. But uh, it is not a Batman costume this year. It's okay. It is a it is a other costume. So you'll have to wait and see. So, we we rocked our Batman. That's costumes right. Last, last year, year, last year we went full out Batman, yeah. and it was awesome. It was amazing. So this year I'm taking a step and celebrating something else. Uh, so yeah, so I'm not going to share what that is now, but you know, if you follow me on Instagram or Twitter, you'll probably see, Ooh. which is just my name, Andy DeGenova. Um, so you'll see what I'm wearing for Halloween later. Yeah, but as for Dark Knight Returns casting, I know that we've talked about this we
1: before mm-hmm. a while I, I, back. I didn't even know that Kevin Smith had said about. Um, um, Clint Eastwood. I think I had mentioned well, him at one point yeah. just because I like the, the grittiness of, you know that. Yeah,
0: th- I, I feel like that that casting choice has not been exclusive to Kevin Smith. For okay. years yeah. I heard everyone say yeah. Clint Eastwood as old Bruce. No, definitely is not
1: original from
0: me or and, him and that's or no anyone. offense to Kevin Smith. It's no, just no. it's just something I've heard from countless people over the years. Well he just has got the perfect blend of
1: bad guy good guy you know like not, not bad guy bad guy actual villain guy but he's just like a bad dude who yeah. stands yeah. up for good yeah. in you know so many of his movies that people just naturally are like well this guy's an old older badass dude like why wouldn't he be Batman so yeah. I think visually it kind of gets into a struggle because I think he's a little bit more of a frail skinnier guy these right, days right. Exactly. Uh, he, he's... Couldn't, he couldn't have the imposing yeah. threat of um, that character but
0: yeah, yeah. So uh, for other choices, and I, and I, I apologize if I've said these before, but I'd say Kurt Russell. Yeah. Especially now because he's older. now he's starting to really have that look, the yeah. right look. I would um, love this Kurt is where I would put Josh Brolin in. Yep. Uh, because again, he's he's a bigger guy and he looks older than he is, and mm. gray him up a bit, and I think that he could really play a Dark Knight Returns Batman. Um, you know, Dennis Quaid. Yeah, oh, could that would do be it. Cool. Yeah, uh, and then again, my my big choice, my number one choice, Michael Keaton.
1: Oh, that would be awesome. It would be so cool. And
0: he, he's just a whole different kind of actor now. Yeah, it would like
1: it, it would, it's hard for me to see the pre, uh, Birdman. Keaton in yeah. that, honestly, I mean, truthfully, yeah, because I, you know, I saw, like, what was the the horror movie that he did, you know, the, what is that, White white Noise or white something? White Noise, yeah, like, yeah. That's what I remembered him doing recent. I was like, oh, crap, you know, so, but yeah, I 100% agree. Um, and then just to keep it brief, um, the Batman, the light behind the eyes thing. Oh, You oh. can totally see behind his, you can, how does that work? Is yeah. that the question, I guess? I, he just can't. He can. I don't know. I, I guess I would go. I pos- guess
0: I would go. I would say if you know if we want to get really technical, I would say there are lenses that reflect white. Yeah,
1: yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah. yeah.
0: So anyway, thank you for the email, uh, Kevin. Jamie, yes. bring us home. Yeah. So that's that'll do it, guys.
1: So sorry for the uh, hiatus, but um, you know expect a couple more here in the next coming weeks. But we'll cram all the news we can into it when we do record. But on behalf of Andy, I've been Jamie. Check check out Holy Batcast and check out all the other TVU podcasts on the Batman uh, Universe family uh, network of podcasts. That'll do it for today. Enjoy your bad days. And I was almost going to say enjoy your burrito. That's terrible. You can do that too. Enjoy your bat burrito and just just steal from the Nerdist. But thank you guys for checking in. This has been the Batman Universe. The Batman universe is not affiliated with Warner Brothers or DC Entertainment. The thoughts and opinions expressed by the participants are theirs and theirs alone and do not represent the companies or organizations that they happen to work for. But thanks for joining us for this episode, and we will see you around Gotham.
0: Well, let's go. Oh, I'm the intro, so I'll go.
1: You go. I go. You do you, man. (laughs)
0: Uh-uh. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> back mm-hmm. in town, boys are back in town. <laughs> yeah, buddy.
0: Hey, guys! Welcome back to the Batman universe. As always, I am one of your hope. Yeah, <laughs>